Hey, it's Prowler Resents, ProwlerResents.com. This is Adam Spiegelman. I'm coming back from a screening of, and screening is a pretentious way of saying a showing, of a great documentary called A Band Called Death. Uh, it is about a band called Death, and um, it is awesome. No, this band called Death in the 70s, they couldn't get a record deal, and spoiler... In the 2000s, they get discovered and they become a... It's just a great movie. Speaking of things that have been uncovered, today's a lost episode. Unbelievable quinkinink. Uh, when I started doing this podcast, I used to record at my friend Eric Ninehouse's house and Marilyn Gigliotti from the movie Clerks. You're welcome. The name was dropped. They used to do a, a show from their apartment called Retro Radio Live, and they would interview... D-list celebrities, old celebrities from yore, and they would do the show two hours a night, and I said, hey, why don't we record Proudly Resents during that show, and you can have content, and you don't have to worry about booking anyone, and then I will just take that and put it on my show, and cut it up, and they said, sure, you cheap bastard, so in this episode, we're going to talk about the movie Garden State, and Starly Kind from This American Life. Another name dropped. She agreed to be on the show. She, um, I know her. Thank you again. No big deal. We talk about the movie uh, Garden State. Then we talk about other things, all things New Jersey. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode. I've never played it before. This is new to everybody. That was It was a couple of years ago. So you, some of the things are dated. I think we're talking about the Hulk was just casted for the Avengers. So... Um, just, you know, when you hear that stuff, just feel superior and be like, yeah, I know how that turned out. That's just a, just for you to feel better about yourself. That's on you. All right, I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, or any episode, tweet it out. Uh, put it on your Facebook, your Twitter, your uh, hashtags and all that. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is a bit of an unusual episode. You can go back and listen to usual episodes, like uh, the review of Hard Ticket. To Hawaii or parental guidance. We will be doing In the Name of the King. I'm trying to get Adam Felber for that and Kent Osborne. I'm working on that now. If you have seen In the Name of the King, directed by Uli Bowl, I highly recommend that also. Uh, email us at proudly resents or proudpod at gmail.com with any of your comments. That's all I got to say. <laughs> You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. I want Welcome to Proudly Resents. Adam Spiegelman. I'd like to thank Eric Ninehouse. Thank you. For Retro Radio Live and Marilyn Gigliotti. Thank also you. Also Retro Radio Live. And our guest tonight, uh, Starly Kine, who, who just got here. Um, yes. Traffic's ridiculous. You actually have Get to lost. talk as close as you can into the weather red dot. Like, um, it wasn't traffic. It, uh, traffic wasn't. It wasn't. It was you. I was trying to lie. I was trying to make it nicer. <laughs> um, <we're> good. <laughs> you came out here. We wanted to talk about a couple of movies. Uh, yes. Movies that are. Uh-huh. So good because they're so bad, right? But you and I, I think we we want to talk about uh, 
Garden State. Right. I watched it again the other night. Well, again, where are, where are you from? Whittier. Where's that? Here in... Uh, no, no, I mean before that. Like where you're originally from. Uh, Whittier, uh, L.A. Oh, L.A. L.A. Oh, okay. She's, she's a true Californian. Okay. She's one of the few. Yeah. From, uh, okay. from Whittier. But so the rest of us, are, we're from, the three of us are from New Jersey. So when you say, I don't like a movie called Garden State, yeah. all of a sudden we're like, hey, what's <laughs> going on? Here? Hey, what is going Even on? Even though it has here? nothing really to do with New Jersey, except for the fact that well, he flies in New York Airport, Yeah, I guess. And he hangs out in South Orange. Yeah, oh, he's from South Orange, but it, yeah, and no one leaves town, which is kind of true from for New Jersey. Well, you know what? And we can actually like whole dissect that whole thing just in, in by itself. <laughs> well, they say like it's a bedroom community, and that's because no one ever leaves. People do leave New Jersey. There's tons of people from New Jersey in New York, and they commute in. At least they work there. Like, oh no, I know. But I the problem you were saying in the film would bug bugged you about this movie. He goes, there's a guy. His mother dies. He goes back to New Jersey from L.A. Right. Yeah. He's very depressed. He's on meds. But your your problem with his friends, you were saying. I have problems with all of it. I, <laughs> wow. I, first of all, I have problems with. They, he says, "Well, I the number one problem I have is Zach Braff's face. Okay, I think it's chinless. Right. Zach Braff wrote, directed, starred. And, and, and like and I just can't right. handle looking at him, so I don't like his face. And I, I well, don't think some of you, there's long, long shots. He's got long. Oh, but he just he's so cocky about it. But I also. They say he's on meds, uh-huh. but they never show up before and after. Like, he's pretty bland the entire movie anyway. Right. And it, the whole time they're, like, <clears throat> alluding to this, like, he was in on meds his whole life. And right. Like, he's finally coming out of it and acting different. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, somebody's the, not a lot on there. <laughs> the dog. So they brought her dog. <laughs> come Papa. here. Come here. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what's what's that? Oh, oh Papa. Papa! He can lay down on the floor, but not on my yeah. bed. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Well, the dog went right to the bed, right? Where yeah. <laughs> not, not a dumb dog. He's like, this looks pretty, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty soft. So yeah, so he's so, on like, meds. He, he's on meds the whole time. Right. There's no before and after. Like he doesn't act like somebody's been on meds the whole time. They keep talking about this horrible. His whole life, he was just so out of it. Nothing he does indicates in any way that he was like is coming out of like a sleepy state and. Then it's like, and now he's like, I can finally feel things. Like, life has meaning. Right. We got a dog uh, running around. But anyway, he, uh, he's like, but you know him on the to floor. find meaning, it only requires, like, that he goes to New Jersey for three days and has, like, a series of adventures every single right. minute. Wherever he goes. Where it's like, oh, he only had to find a boat in the in the bottom of a quarry like that a charming family is living in that while it rains down on them like there's Noah's Ark that's all that's all have you ever have you ever read Weird New Jersey what have you ever read Weird New Jersey no but whoever wrote it do they live in Weird New Jersey every second because that's like his no they look there they look they're fine he's like like his weekend he like walks out of the house and he's like oh but you gotta remember too the first night he was there he dropped acid and all sorts of other different things I mean mean, so between I guess people do drugs when they go home but it's more like I don't do drugs when I go home (laughs) I need to do drugs to go home he didn't he hasn't been home since he's 16 so it's like these people are meaningless to him he doesn't even have Right, he, you know he's I mean? got like, a connection. Not like the old, I mean, but it's right. almost like he's li- he's doing a, a movie version of Weird New Jersey. Weird New Jersey yeah. is a great book and magazine about weird places in New Jersey. But he walks out of the door and he hits every hot spot and then in he's the like, book. And I finally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just on his way home. Okay, so uh, this dog uh, is spoiled rotten, I guess. <laughs> he knows what he wants. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So don't, I don't like it to be my couch. No, 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 no not the couch. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't you tie him to the refrigerator or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... Um, 
Okay, so. So. Don't go to sleep. Um, but I just feel like it's ridiculous, and then it's like, oh, this is it. This is how you have, like, this is how you fall in love. You just like do crazy. But he did things. nothing to fall in love. Like, right. he, Again, he walks out the door and he hits all these wacky adventures, yeah. including a hot girl that's crazy and does all the work for him. Yeah. Is she crazy? Like, she's got epilepsy, but she's like, and she's like, I have to wear this helmet. That's why my life's hard. But she's adorable. It's an adorable helmet. She's not a, yeah. she's <laughs> not a typical Jersey girl, though. Yeah. And yeah. I, I again, no accent. She did have an accent. I watched it today. Yeah. She has an accent. I actually think she's the best part of the movie. Like, she, well, her character is ridiculous. I think she used to be a great actress. She's no longer. No? No? Star Wars, I think, ate her. Oh. Ate her soul? Like, she's terrible never directing. Good, ever again. Yeah. She, uh, she's Close really good line. in it. Well, Hayden she's Christensen. It's not her fault that the character's... Like, the character's like a slightly older version of the character she plays in Beautiful Girls. Like, writers Same. love to romanticize Natalie Portman, and she does it well, but it's like... So like the whole time they're just like, oh my god, I have epilepsy. You're you were on lithium your whole life. Like it's so. There's I no mean, real connection, but, but it, what I mean, like she's also just, like fake. Right. It's it's, it's totally fake. But she walks up and all of a sudden she's all over him. She wants to know this guy couldn't be more boring. No chin. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's lifeless. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to put all my energy into getting this. Well, guy no, because she well she yeah, recognized she, him. She recognized him because he was the he was played the the, the the retarded quarterback in that after school like, special. Of course, like it's not like oh so this guy is on depressed his whole life. Right. Step a horrible background it makes no like matter a total actor like it's you can tell it's like the cusp of right. when independent films were dying it's like yeah. every weird detail they could possibly throw well, 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 the clapper in it yeah there's medieval times like everything that oh that, that, that was so great because lynnhurst everything right. it's all it's such an independent film trope all oh to stuff. have all these well he has this thing at the time it was kind of cool that this woman um did wallpapering for a bathroom <laughs> right. and she had leftover material so she made him a shirt it's one shot like it's that one shot. remember they used to show that in the commercial for Garden State yeah. and I, when I watched it today it's like it's completely a manufactured scene she's oh, like will you go forced. try it on now? now and then just to put him in the room just to have the visual joke of him wearing the shirt and the wallpaper right. and then it's over like in the next right. scene he's back in his suit like it's not it's all so manufactured and it's just, and it's also, I feel like, right before, it was made before TV got good again. There's certain, like, it's basically a Grey's Anatomy episode, some of the, like, thoughts that they learned. <laughs> but, like, they hadn't, they hadn't come right. on yet, and they're, they can kind of get away with it, because they're still stuffing movies with details. Or, like, yeah, like Lost or something. Or any TV that people talk, and Grey's Anatomy's not good or anything, but some of his insights are very Grey's Anatomy. And I love it to end. Do you remember the end when Zach Braff is giving Nally Portman the speech before he comes back to her and yes. leaves a totally fake ending? Yes. But before that, he like he tells her he's all, uh, uh, I, let's not say it's a period, let's say it's an ellipses and stuff. And you can and you know in real life Zach Braff is such a dick or jerk or whatever. You, can you, what, can I, <laughs> yeah, you say whatever you want. You know he's such a dick. Like he seems like the worst guy, the actor. And I can just imagine him giving that speech in real life to so many women. But <laughs> 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 there's no romantic part to it. He's dropping him off at the, the cab stand right. and he's saying, let's make this ellipses. Jane or whatever <laughs> sure. Susan right. goodbye Jane and then they go and then being like the meanest like, Padme <laughs> yeah. fake number like, yeah, the so rejection like, hotline terrible. yeah so oh. the, the movie is totally romanticized and I think about Natalie Portman for me uh, as attractive as she is it's hard to be attracted to her in the movies because she was in that movie The Professional uh-huh. uh, the French film that was oh, totally yeah. sexualized when she was nine years old so yep. you watch the movie and you're like 
She's nine years old. You cannot be attracted to her. And you get right. in your mind. Now every movie I see her in, no matter how cute she is, I'm like, eh, she's a nine year old girl. Come on, what are you a creep? Right. <laughs> oh, Padme. <laughs> she's good at being cute. I mean, now I find her less cute, but now. And but that, it's such a one trick thing that you can't do forever. Yeah. And she was. I thought she held like out of every character. Her character is probably the fakest, but I thought she did the best job. Like uh, I was watching the scenes, and I kind of expected to hate her today. Right. But yet she's she is good in it. But he's. It's so fake. Did you see it in the theaters? Yeah. What, well, attra- what attracted you to go see it in the theaters? It was a hit. Like I mean, that was like still when people were... It was before TV started right. again. So, okay. Like, so everyone had a scene. So you just went and out of like boredom, desperation? Or? No, no. I'm sure I wanted to see it. I didn't think... I never saw... Um, the TV what's he on what's Scrubs. He? Scrubs. Scrubs I never saw that so I didn't know I hated him yet I won't yeah but then but then actually it happened with my I remember like really vividly my boyfriend and I went and saw it like on like a Friday or Saturday night and I got really upset like I watched it and I got really upset and I picked like a huge fight afterwards like immediately afterwards and like I think I like wa- made us walk home separately because I what? was like why can't we like why can't we be like that why don't we have like why don't we bearing hamsters and screaming on tops of uh, you know wow. t- peanut butter tow trucks and everything like I was that's what the thing that makes me the most mad about that movie is I feel like it it tries to tell you that this is what life's supposed to be and you're supposed to have this. And I've heard a lot of people get really worked up about Garden State. Like, many people seem to remember the moment they've right. seen it. I've talked to people about it. And they have, like, super vivid memories and they, and they relate to it. And I think it's, like, a classic movie that cons you into thinking <clears throat> it's good when it's actually not. You see right. it again, and, you realize there's a lot of tricks. And... Oh, my God. Well, that, clearly. But not, I mean, it, caused, like, it was a fight. Like, it caused me to have this huge fight. And I realized afterwards it was like, it was a bad relationship and that right. kind of fight. Was no, wait, 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 wait. You don't think there's other problems besides this movie? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you think? There's other so, issues. But even today when I was walking around, like, I watched it again. Are you still I with the guy? Totally, what? Are you still with the guy? No. no, we broke up. It was oh, that, okay, gotcha. But like, and I realized afterwards, like, I can't believe I picked this giant fight about well, that was why we couldn't be more like the couple in that movie. But then even today, knowing that I think it's a bad movie and that I think that it's just this false reality that doesn't exist, I did feel like kind of like grumpy after watching it today. I did kind of feel like again. Well, because your life, it's supposed to, it wow. makes it, it fools you into thinking that this is normal life. It calms you into it, and then they do all these cutesy movie things. But then again, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, I, call me different I don't know but I just know that yes there is a lot of stuff that we women would love to have that's in these movies but it's it's a movie but it, but you know it's a, if you go see a Brad Pitt uh, you know, movie if I better, if you know I, it's a movie yeah right. well you see right. a guy with no chin and he's but like, if, if, I, if I'm nice. hoping Dropping and praying that jersey. my life is going to be you know that perfect life on, on film. I, they're not a perfect life. Like they're saying they're no. problems no, they're, and they're saying they're right. It's right. Thing. It's like this is right. reality. This is close other. to reality. Right. Yeah. So what you're it, like, well, this is not my reality. It's his <laughs> fault. Your boyfriend's fault. Right. Not well, that, well, yeah. you and I agree that I liked it. I liked it for a number of reasons because one of the things that I liked about it was I could relate to a few of the things in there. I mean, the whole. Upper Mountain Avenue thing. I mean, that was the reference I got with we, the guy. We that were was, in the same town, and there was this really rich part of town. It, right. Uh, Upper Upper Mountain Avenue Upper which Mountain is the Avenue. right name for it. But it was a mountain, and they built these huge mansions up there. And you could see New York City's skyline from right. these mansions. And, and Telly Savalas lived in one yep. that looked like a Japanese house. Yep. So you had super rich people lived up there. Right. And it reminds you of the neighborhood where the guy was shooting the arrow up in the air. And it was coming down. The guy who made all that money. Right. Yeah. yeah. But believe me, we knew people like that. 
You know, people have like launch, throw lawn darts at each other just out of boredom. Like the poor little rich kids up there. Yeah. I know, but they, but they didn't find that fun. Like it didn't make any sense. Like she goes to that house and that's right. like a fun way to spend that. Yeah, but, she's oh. all pulling her ear and she's like, "Let's get out of here." Right. Let's talk about a bad date. She meets this guy at at, at the doctor's office. Yeah. They go to someone's house and he's shooting fire arrows in the air. Yet she still brings Zach Braff back to her house. Yeah. Right. She still wants to bone this guy. <laughs> well, she, she understood that he had to go see his friends and he had made a commitment. Out, even though it doesn't make any sense why. It doesn't, right. like, it doesn't make any sense why she's like, we can't make out, but then two days later I'll totally sleep with you. Right. They no, sleep it's together. Yeah, it's like, totally bizarre. It's so and like they're like we can't make out because we have to wait till we've climbed up a giant like a uh, piece of what's what's those the boat. cranes like the crane. Remember right. The they climb up on top to of make the sure cliff. we can't kiss until it's pouring rain after we visited a magical family in a boat. Right. That is outside of the water, and then we climb up onto this crane yep. and then scream into a ditch, and then we can make out. Well, not <laughs> That's cutesy like enough. Very See that? Just making out in her childhood bed. Bedroom isn't as cutesy as climbing yeah, up there and, and wearing in the pouring rain. In the pouring rain, wearing of, like, trash bags. Right. He doesn't have any contacts, and I don't even know when he was friends with the grave digger because it sounds like he was shipped out of town. Like he was shipped out of town. He's also never returned. Like he went to boarding school and never saw his parents again. Yeah. Like really? Well, it doesn't make me laugh. Another thing is like the big reveal is that his mother was paralyzed because of the dishwasher. I think he thinks he knocked her into the dishwasher. <laughs> right. And the guilt was so bad that his dad put him on medication. He paralyzed mm-hmm. her because she fell into the dishwasher. But, which is, he says, his fault. But I just think like like a Stephen King novel, The Killer Dishwasher. <laughs> right. comes out and, and they look at the... Like, first of all, you get rid of the dishwasher. You, yeah. They're, they're looking at this thing. Dishwasher. Right. Don't get rid of the kid. Get rid of the dishwasher. <laughs> right. They got a new dishwasher. Jose. Jose. No, but they... Um, yeah, it's just such a silly way to get paralyzed. It seems really kind of funny... Well, it's also like a silly reveal. Like it's the whole climactic point of the movie where like they were at that weird mansion again. And then they're like, okay, do you really want to know what happened? And then he tells the story about pushing his mother into the dishwasher. And you're like, and like come on, what really happened? Yeah. <laughs> she was in a car accident? And Natalie Portman's looking at him and she's right. all like her eyebrows are up and she looks like a little doe and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sad about this. He's right. Like, so what happened now? The guy stole the brooch from the dead mother's casket and sold it to that guy and then went out and bought it back? That guy sold it to someone else and that guy had to get it back. Is that what it was? Okay. It's because he saw that Zach Braff saw him take jewelry off someone else. It was right. Dead, so he knew that Zach Braff I don't even know if Zach Braff was thinking it. He doesn't have enough brains. He doesn't have any face. brains. Right. Like, if you want someone to catch you stealing, it's Zach Braff. Because even if he knows it's you, he can't tell anyone because he doesn't have enough energy and to dial the phone. Like, <laughs> right. He seemed like he was on lithium. No. Gotta check him. <laughs> no. He's so you, drunk Use an iPhone. He is. It takes him 40 minutes. He has an iPhone. Yep. Nine, one. You know what? I'm tired. Yeah. Like, you know what? <laughs> But I think I think the whole Zach Braff being Safe on drugs draft. thing <laughs> is that he did this sitcom where he's really over the top and wacky and mugging right. faces. So now he's got to do a serious movie. So it, it's like the Robin Williams thing. I'll be serious, Zach Braff, right. and I'll just be low key Robin and not say anything. Good at being serious. So Zach Braff is off drugs in the film. You know, the character is supposed to be. He's off prescription medication. The first time in his yeah. life. Like this is him. But he hasn't changed, like you said. Right. No, I don't even know what it was before. Like, I don't understand this drug life that he's alluding to. But what did he do? Yeah, did he try to kill himself? Is that no? no then why did his dad put him dad on? Dad put no. His dad wanted him not to feel the pain. Right. Uh, I oh. he tried to kill. Him. I mean, they don't say that. But it's, and then until so then, since he was nine, he was just like on lithium the whole right. time. Right. And then they sent him away, and he's never been home again. Well, keeping the kid, so keeping, keeping the kid high on meds, you know, keeps the parents from having to deal with it anyway. Right. You know what like, I mean? Which is yeah, the the point of the film. No, no I'm just just having him numb. Right. right. It's, I, yeah, going through life numb. 
I mean, he doesn't just, act numb. Like you have to see it before and after. If you're right. Right. Yeah. before after. Yeah. yeah, and he's working in a. He's, you know, he's already off antidepressants when the movie starts. Yeah, yeah, not in three days. He says. Yeah, yeah, so and he's he, got he, the he, headache. No, like maybe, well, maybe. Well, at what age supposedly was he put on uh, lithium no, and all that? Takes, takes so, weeks to get uh, so, on the system. No, the so, doctor. Remember, the doctor says it just like goes out immediately. There's a whole scene that covers this. Oh yeah, the doctor he goes to the family. The but that was a hint. The doctor's like, it gets out of your system, so act a little better. I love the fact that I mean, and, and again, but maybe he didn't know anything. He had the diploma. He, he had the diploma on like. the ceiling. I yeah. thought that was great. I think that's, that's, I, that was actually that was clever. That Another was thing cool. I just read this guy um, Nathan Rabin, so I can give him credit. Yeah. He wrote about the uh, Nathan Rabin's Onion or the LA Weekly uh, Onion. Well, it, it, they reprinted in the Onion, but he wrote about the magic pixie, magical pixie dream girl, which is what Natalie Portman was, and and they their character shows up in a lot of movies where. The guy is going through life, and we talked about Hot Tub Time Machine. That's exactly yep. that, mm-hmm. where the girl comes out of nowhere. Kaplan. She's actually she's not the pixie girl though. She is. <laughs> Kaplan's the uh, smart, sarcastic girl. That's her type. But that's Lizzie what Kaplan. Is, but she's not pixie. But she's, she, but she's still the same idea. Like she's full of life. Right. For this guy who comes out of nowhere. Pixie. She's not. The, but Lizzie Kaplan. I've thought about Lizzie Kaplan's career a lot. Like okay. she's particularly going to be the smart girl. Natalie Portman plays the precocious. And Lizzie Kaplan plays the smart. smart. Like but it's still she's like gonna, it's, they've decided that she gets to be smart and surly forever. Right. Well, I she hated looks at, her in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, you did. Well, I hated I it like too. Her, it's the same I thing. Like her party down. Party down. Have you seen Party Down? No. No. Very no, funny. No, she's uh-huh. very funny. It's the same kind of character where she's sarcastic, but the, the problem with Hot Tub Time Machine and Natalie Portman's like they come out of nowhere and they do all the work. They're gonna come in. They're gonna charm you. They're gonna grab you, even though they're beautiful women. You know, and these guys are really dull. And like, oh yeah, no, very one-dimensional. Like women stereotypes. I mean, like there's different ones. There's the smart girl. There's the pixie girl. There's the um, Mary Saint, who's uh-huh. like Leonardo's wife in Inception. Uh-huh. And like, there's a whole thing about like the like the certain kind of perfect wife that they like to, that are one-dimensional as well. But I still think Lizzie Kaplan's stereotype is different than Natalie Portman's stereotype. Well, Lizzie Kaplan is so specific. Like, they've decided... Because when I, I thought Hot Tub Time Machine before Party Down, and I was like, who is this girl? She is driving me crazy. And I didn't realize she was a girl from Mean Girls. But in Mean Girls, she's not... Oh, who did she play in Mean Girls? She's the smart friend in Mean Girls. Right, too. okay, of course. Like, she's clearly <laughs> been, like, something about her connotes smartness, intelligence. Right. And Nellie Portman, you're like, she's precocious. They kind of, like, don't let her grow up. She's always like, you don't know what age she is in a lot of these things. Right. Yeah. You have no idea. She could be, like, 14 or, like... She's 16 years old. She's living at home. And that's because of her epilepsy. That she right. never... Ever, they don't even have her do a seizure. Like they don't, I can't believe there's no seizure in the movie. Well, they set right. up a seizure and they never have it. They say she has epilepsy. They make her wear a helmet. Yeah. Then she doesn't wear the helmet for the rest of the movie or have a seizure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The only time she wears a helmet is when she's on a motorcycle. Yeah, she never, never. <laughs> Besides that. I was grooving on that gerbil habitat. That <laughs> thing was like, holy cow. Yeah, you go to her house and she's got a wacky house. She's got the gerbil habitat. <laughs> and her mom's like, oh, you just brought a stranger over and he's he drives a motorcycle. But that's fine. Yep. Come in and, <laughs> and the Doberman. <laughs> oh, my God. That brother. Right, and there's just, like you said, another weird detail. From Wanda. All of it's weird. Like, even the ice skating scene where you're supposed to, like, they're like, let's watch our ice skating tape. Right. It can't just be Natalie. Well, I guess they can't have footage of Natalie Portman ice skating, but they're like, not only, we're going to show a tape where she's dressed up as an alligator. <laughs> right. Be, like, cram as many quirky things into the scene. He's dusting for 
fingerprints. Right. He's from like the Sudan. Uh, oh. There's a clapper in the scene, and she does like an alligator. Like, we're just gonna like we cannot do. Right. There's wacky things. There's there's she has a brother who's from the Sudan. We yeah. could that her mom adopted adopted online so or the Sally Struthers thing. Yeah. Struthers. Sent you know just sending him checks and then he shows up at the house. Yeah. Like hey, it never happens. And he wants to be a CSI guy, so he's yeah. dusting things around the house. You know whose prints are on the house? Yours, your sisters, and your mom's. Like and what? The gerbils. What? Yeah. And the <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, but the other thing about Garden State that's frustrating about it is it is pleasant to watch. Right. I've watched it again. My yeah. sister watches it endlessly on TV. Oh, she really? does. Okay. Because she gets a good feeling about. It is something cozy. Yeah. I think it tricks you and cons you. Uh, have you ever been to New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, for what? I went to Thanksgiving there at least twice. I have a good friend who lives in Maplewood. I love Maplewood. Yeah. They filmed this in the next town over. Yeah. South I Orange. Know, I saw South right. Orange on the train. Yep. Yeah, I know. I mean, I understand. I, I don't. I would say that I find it unrealistic that his friends had never been, but I'm from Whittier, and Whittier is 30 minutes south of here. It's technically LA County, and my friends from high school are like that. Like, do they, I don't talk to them anymore, but if they happen to see me on Facebook or something, they're like, oh, big city, I'm doing, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, we live half an hour away. I can speak for Essex County, and South Orange is Essex County. Essex County in itself is a, is a melting pot of everything and everybody... Just well, he grew up in a just a Jewish town. His friends weren't Jewish, right? But in we're in we're a town in real life. Yeah, it was yeah. just all Jews. Yeah. Well, I mean, in our town, we grew up in Montclair, which was a melting pot. And you go out, there's an Italian town, right? Irish town, right? Bloomfield. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Plenty of people in South Orange who go get out. Oh, sure. Like yeah, but look at Short Hills. Friend, because he populated his movie with these. Well, I know for a fact West people, Orange, yeah. like most of the people from West Orange, like are still in West Orange, even from like the 80s. Well, that, I think that's true of any town in, any in, town in, in people, Jersey. So. Right. <laughs> Do you think our high school reunions wouldn't be as big if they were if like people actually left? I was telling you, we had a, our 20th high school reunion the night before. Everyone went to the townie bar, which is funny because our town is now like a yuppie. Now, what, what do you consider the townie bar? Well, Tierney's. Okay. So there's one bar that's owned by the Tierney brothers who we grew up with. Yes. And it's just, it's a shitty bar. Oh, my God. It smells like piss and feet. And there's really bright lights. And um, yeah. so the night before the reunion, everyone goes there. And I saw this guy. He was a year ahead of me. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And he's, he has an idea for not just a TV show, but a TV network. He wants me to help him launch his TV network. Good luck. So we go to the reunion, which right. is out near the city in the middle of nowhere. Like Jersey has a lot of Meadowlands. And yep. we're out in the Meadowlands. He's there at oh. our reunion. It's not even his reunion, but he just figured everyone I know is here. Right. I got nothing else going on. Sure. My network's not happening. Yeah, the network <laughs> didn't happen overnight. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. So we'll, we'll wrap up this film. So, But you, do you recommend that people see it to see how... Crap it is, or do you think it's just out there? I don't there? think people. I mean, I think it's a. I don't know what I recommend. I mean, I think you kind of enjoy it when you're watching it, but I don't think it's good. I think don't it's see bad. it with your just, boyfriend, right? But <laughs> there's lots of things that I'd recommend people to see that are bad. Like it's a tricky question. All right. Yeah, I yeah. Like but, watching bad movies, but this movie makes me feel upset in a way. Like I hate him. I hate his. I know you have to like prepare yourself for his face. Like I just saw Sin <laughs> <laughs> City too, and Sarah Jessica Parker's face is so hard to look at that it actually like I felt like you have to put a disclaimer where you're just like it keeps affecting you or that is not but isn't he one of your like Jewish brethren I mean should you really be like shooting him down like that he's one of our people but he's one of your people we say not good for the Jews and that applies to him I think (laughs) I mean I guess he's seen like it but it's yeah he doesn't think he's Jewish because he doesn't have a chin he's just saying yeah no 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 I'm trying to think if but yeah 
Yeah, he is. I think he seems. Uh, he's a Jewish kid from New Jersey. Yeah. Now, you guys, you you like the film? On, I uh, liked it. You I know, would... it, for, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, right. and I remember all the hype behind it and all right. that kind of stuff. Right. But I honestly, when I did watch it, I don't recall. Like really enjoying it. The I, way my mother did. I actually, I, I bought my mother the DVD for Christmas one year, mm-hmm. and she liked it. Yeah. Why hasn't Zach Braff made another film? All right, so he makes his other film. That's almost, I forget. We, should we look one? it up? Yeah. Right after he didn't make another one. He was in another one that looked a lot like Garden State. It was based on a Japanese film, a romantic Japanese movie. We'll get the name in a second. And he was in it, starred in it, and it, it had the same feeling of that kind of like l- lull kind of dull and he did the same kind of low-key acting and um it's the whole movie where he cheats on his girlfriend at the end and he sleeps in front of her door until she lets him in because her dad says this is how you get my daughters you cheated on my daughter i want to make sure you guys get back together even though you're a total scumbag <laughs> what you do is you sleep on the floor stalk my daughter basically you can until right. she takes you back and he follows the advice well he worked okay why didn't he write another film he's only got one film in him he's got one film he went from garden state yeah. he did the voice of chicken little and well, then, and then he was in the Pursuit of Happiness, right. the X, the X. No, the Pursuit of Happiness is the, the last movie. kiss. He's in a Pursuit of Happiness. The last kiss. Yes, and I call uh, call this a cry for help. Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, there's like a million. There's TV shows called Pursuit of Happiness. It's the most so used the, thing ever. The Will ever. Smith movie. It's yes. Also Pursuit of wow, Pursuit of Happiness. Well, that's what we're talking about. Will Smith. That's why. But yeah, that's no, what we're talking a, about. There's a sitcom from the '80s called The Pursuit of Happiness. It seems like every ten years, every seven years, or something. There, there. Right. I love the Will Smith one. He did. Well, that's what we're talking. Yeah, actually, that's what he yeah, was that's in. That's the one he was in. Oh, he was not in. Not with a Y. He's not in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What he, did he, play? he played a worker in the homeless shelter. He played shinless worker number seven for ten seconds. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it does say on say here no it's no uncredited. Oh, yeah. So the was the last kiss, uh, the axe, and then the the last kiss he did right after Chicken Little. So last kiss was based on Japanese. Do you think the same people who wrote Garden State wrote Goodwill Hunting? Because those guys haven't wrote anything again either. So, <laughs> weird. You win an Oscar, you're like, I'm never writing again. Really? No one wants to give you money to write again? <laughs> I, think they, yeah. I mean, it's weird to think they, like, the same ghostwriter did both movie, films. They both were like, we're right. writing about our hometown, and they're right. never writing again. I don't. I guess you get that one thing about your hometown. Yeah, and you can't copy it. Well, Lee, well, but, I mean, isn't it you? That is true. As a conspiracy, I never thought of. Well, the yeah. Chicago Film Critics, he got the best new director for Garden State, uh, breakthrough film artist for Garden State. He got da, 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 the Florida Film Critics Circle. Like so, that I mean, I don't have to do that again. Now, right? Like, why People, did he want to do it in the first place? Got com- uh, complica- uh, complicated compilation soundtrack album for. Uh, oh, let's for, talk about the album. Oh yeah. I fuck friggin friggin sorry the <laughs> I hate the shins so pretend the shins is the music throughout this movie right and it's so pretentious it's kind of like it matches the movie it's wallpaper for this movie well, oh every god time any transition scene there's whole scenes that aren't even transition they're like in between talking scenes there'll be a right. whole scene of just him can you talk more into the microphone because you sound like yeah. you're like um yeah perfect. there's like all these scenes of him not but I don't like I make fun of like the shopping montage the laughing montage in movies when like they're trying to like show intimacy by just doing them laughing silently with music but this is like they don't even have a laughing montage he'll just 
walk through a scene with the whole with a, an entire song will play right right because he loves the music so much and she even says in the beginning when she meets him she's got these big headphones yeah. right even though it's so wacky and she says you got to listen to this the band's called the shins man yeah it'll change your life <laughs> it'll change it's your also life like the most obvious indie rock choices like, yeah really, like, not like wes anderson where you're like wow he used that so brilliantly and he resurrected the song and i haven't thought about the song in a long time he did right. like this one he just was he went through like the genius bar of or, uh, of every <laughs> if, if you like song, this, and then yeah. one popular Paul Simon song and just put it together. Yeah, if you like REM, you will like yeah. Shins. Oh, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> right, right. I'll take that. Crazy. Do you yeah, think maybe right. he'd put the songs in there that he wanted to put in there, not, even though they had nothing to do with what was going on? Oh, if he yeah. did, the yeah. yeah. feeling is his film. Yeah, the same kind of like he needs to get punched you down. Right. Yeah, yeah. He wanted music to make you go up. Right. And be happy. Yeah. Like Kevin That's Smith, I think Kevin Smith did a great job on the soundtrack for Jersey Girl. You know, uh-huh. there's certain people from Jersey that just get the feeling and the emotion that goes with the music and just learns how to match it up. I think Garden State was just a completely off base on that whole soundtrack. No Jersey. I mean, it's not like Bruce. You're not even going to throw it. Yeah, you got to have oh, some rock. They, no one listens to emo in, in New Jersey. There's right. Yeah. And we were just going through some rock bands. Yeah. Like all like rock, especially if you live at home and you're 30 yep. and you're working in a graveyard. You're not listening to the shins. You're listening to Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Iron Maiden. You got the same mixtapes you had from high school. Right, not, except now on CD. Yeah, you're not doing that stuff. So uh, and we'll take a break. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com. Join us on Facebook. If you like the show, put the episode up on your Twitter, Facebook, stumble upon, dig, you know, all those things. I'm Eddie Pepitone, and my Twitter account is at Eddie Pepitone. This room is their living room or studio. Dining room dash. Yeah, slash studio is filled with pictures and T-shirts. Um, it's Marilyn right there and Clerks. Yeah, Marilyn, Marilyn was in the movie Clerks. There she is. That you ever see Clerks? I did. I, I only saw it like once in the original. Okay. But did you like it? Yeah, I sat in a row. Can you talk into the mic? And uh, I actually really remember it. I sat too close to it. Let me turn it this way. Okay. Um, I do. I guess I remember. I mean, yeah, I guess I liked it. I okay. Remember. Well, the thing with the Angelica <laughs> is... I wanted to keep making movies. I don't really totally enjoy them that much. You don't like Kevin Smith films? I don't know if I like them that I I, res- I appreciate him. Okay. I don't watch them anymore. No. But I want him to keep, I find him sincere. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he should keep it. Real, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something real about uh, about his right. films and, and because he, he really does take from his life to some degree. Yeah, but sometimes it's not interesting. Let's be honest. Sometimes, it's, you know, some of the later films, you're like, I know that happened in your life, um, but I'm not. Happy. What was the movie, the lesbian movie he did? Chasing Amy. I, like I love made, Chasing Amy. Ah, I got really confused. I got really, it was about a woman, he's in love with a lesbian, right. who turns out was never a lesbian. Well, Mel was supposed to be in Chasing Amy. Yeah. 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 I, I was asked to be in there. And? Um, it would have been uh, actually playing Joey Lauren Adams' uh, girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, the blonde that, he, that she kisses in the bar. He kisses, but they make out, man. <laughs> they so they get down and dirty making right. out. And whose girlfriend did that end up being? Jason Lee's wife. Jason Lee's wife. Who's currently his ex-wife. Right. Uh, the Scientologist, right. <laughs> yes. Um, Too funny. But, uh, yeah, I turned it down. I just wasn't comfortable. So With the, with the kissing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to play a lesbian? <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what? How was his reaction that you didn't want to do it? Um... 
as far as I knew, he was cool about it. Um, you know. I'm sorry, sorry, I jumped on your question. Why didn't you want to play with me? I, you know, it was just a comfort thing. Like personally, you didn't want to kiss a girl, or you didn't want to be like. Yeah, I, you know, I no. It's just, it personally, it was like the thought of actually kissing another girl at that time was just like, mm, you know. And I was basically very new to acting, right? So you know, I wasn't taking it's like it's just a performance type of thing into the mind, uh-huh. like I could probably do now. But being known for thirty-seven, <laughs> I mean that's okay. I, you know, but uh, you do know, understand it was, the reference? It was a totally, it was. And totally Clark, she, her uh-huh. character gave uh-huh. thirty-seven blowjobs, right, uh-huh. in a row. In a row. <laughs> in a row. But when but, I but, hear about an actor turning out a part of playing someone gay, right. then you're always there. Actually, like that actually hurts their careers more because then they're branded as homophobic. Mm. Like, guy, like Russell Crowe, you know, allegedly says he hated playing the gay character in like one of his early Australian that's, movies. Right. That's interesting to know because I do know that uh, Kevin does have a brother who who is who's out. Yeah. Um, I have a brother who is out, so I'm not yeah. homophobic. Well, you know what's oh, so I funny? Say you are, but you actually no, have no, kids. No, but I, I can see, like I can I see that, guy, though. That's what they always, they always... No, but kissing, yeah. a lot of times... That's what I'm wondering if it was... Yeah, no. I mean, but you know, but you know what? It, personally, this is, this is, this is for me. Uh, you know, I've never, ever had a problem with anybody having, you know, um, I, I'm trying to say it in a nice way you know Uh being politically correct and I can't even do whatever you want but but um, you know but the same in the same respect it's like you know that doesn't mean that I have to be comfortable with with doing anything in that respect well well. if you look at if you look at Philadelphia Antonio Banderas played opposite Tom Hanks's you know homosexual character Mm -hmm. and when they did the kissing scene in the hospital when he comes goes to see him it's actually not, they like do it's I guess it's a cutaway but that it's a girl actually kissing Tom Hanks. Oh, they, really? they cut her hair to look like Antonio Banderas. Really? Because Antonio Banderas wasn't comfortable kissing Tom Hanks. Tom huh. didn't tell him. But see, they can or get to, or wasn't Tom Hanks. Banderas or was it not even Tom Hanks? Right. <laughs> no, look at Antonio. Yeah. How would you say no? But I think But they still played off and nobody knew the difference. You well, guys didn't know. Yeah, I think but the difference they were big enough the names that they could actually say what they wanted to until you mentioned Yeah. But you're Marilyn, like you had to kiss a girl and you were uncomfortable with it. The guys were saying, "I don't want to come across as gay," because a lot of times in movies, yeah. the gay characters don't kiss right. at all. Right, and they so just hang like, out. So Colin Farrell would be like, "I don't want people to know that I could be gay." Yeah, or I could did be anybody kiss in Bareback Mountain or whatever it was called? Break broke, broke back Mountain. Did they kiss? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. They were full I out. <laughs> they were full out. But see, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that would right. be the like what you're saying. I don't know that that would right. actually be because of the guys being. Comfortable or uncomfortable, I think it's more of the networks or whomever yeah, yeah. thinking that the public watching would be right. uncomfortable. Oh, that's what I think it is. I think they don't think people want to, like, they can say that two men are in a relationship, but they don't have sex. Right. They don't imply sex. And you see that in a lot of movies where they're just kind of like best friends. Almost like, I know, in Sarah Silverman's show, they did it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's almost oh, like yeah. everything is really like that, where it's two guys just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like those guys in the show. <coughs> Sorry, those guys in the show didn't know that they were supposed to be gay right. until the show started, and they probably was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they were fine with it, but they never right. played it like they were even in love I'm with each Sarah other. Silverman? Yeah, but it's, but they are definitely gay characters. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, but they, you know, it's just, so. But I think the new trend with the but now there's lots of gay movies where the guys fully make out. Mm-hmm. Right. The new trend. Like, yeah, my, I, I think like, uh, I think yeah. Will and Grace actually I kind of opened up well, the door, so to right. speak. Right. But he's not even gay. So asexual. Right. Grace is like no sex. Really no, weird. it's not. But it's always but insinuated. It, it took, it, it's always insinuated. But it, um, and wasn't it? Didn't it take Never a while for them to even actually show two guys actually kissing? And it, it took them a while. But still, Did they right. ever kiss on Will and Grace? 
I, you know, I think I remember one episode where they... It was like a big deal, I mean, but then yeah. they actually did it. Well, yeah. I think Will kissed What's-Her-Face more than, like, we saw yeah, guys kiss. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Right, Will kissed Grace more than... How about, like, um, Ellen DeGeneres was on... You know, Oprah showed Ellen's wedding picture with Portia de Rossi. Mm-hmm. It's Oprah, super mainstream, right? Right. And, like, there was, like, an article about why, like, the lesbian marriage... Like, why Oprah's... Could could like do this like right. why people are willing to like accept Ellen and then there was like a quote from Dan Savage in the paper that said he thinks mainstream America is able to accept lesbians more than gay men because no one quite knows how lesbians have sex. Like, just, like, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I guess it happens. Well, there are too many guys yeah. that so just find it hot anyway. Women having sex. Yeah. Right. right. You can't visualize it. You can't visualize it. So like you're able to. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Adam are trying not to make eye contact during this whole conversation. We're like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it is, that is true. There is, yeah. Why is that? But also, yeah. you you need someone as famous as Ellen or Oprah right. to make it okay. Well, marriage. I mean, that's gay marriage. Yeah, yeah. Right. wedding pictures of gay marriage with the entire country's against. Right. So they're able it's to so put weird. It on to Oprah, and I, I think it's a good point. Yeah. Because you think they're just buddies. They're just. I, I barely know how lesbians have sex. You don't know. I don't know all the details. Right. Sure. I have movies, and I still don't know. What yeah, I don't well, get I, I've watched the L word, and I still don't know. Yeah. Right. Have you seen the, the new, the real L word? They're doing a reality show with oh, is it? with women, and yeah. again, it's a reality it's show hot types. Lesbians. Hot lesbians. Are they hot or are they like diesel? No, they're all, they're all they're all hot, but they're all different types of. It's funny they're all it's group of people. Because a lot of lesbians super not hot. Right, they ruined it for everyone. Yeah, else. and they haven't moved in with these women that they're dating and married yet. They haven't. No, they're just they're dating. Oh, uh, lesbians and casual and dating is married on the show. Well, I mean, just moving in. You know, the oh. the joke of a second date for lesbian. They call a moving truck. Okay. <laughs> together. Right. So it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, we're keeping it casual. All right, yeah. you're the yeah. two lesbians that are yeah. keeping it casual. Keeping it yeah, on the, on the show. Very too funny. So we we actually were doing a contest before you came, and we were. Uh, so what I'm going to do is, I'm, since our phone line isn't working for some sick reason tonight, we're going to check out on that. I got my Facebook open, and uh, you can go to Eric and Marilyn, all one word, radio retro radio live on our Facebook. And my, uh, what we're doing is we're talking about cover bands, and then we're giving the name of the cover band, and you have to guess which band they're being a tribute of. Well, you know, I, you know what? I thought I was. The same thing, because right. I know nothing. Well, whoever, w- okay, so I'm going to propose the question now, and whoever's listening can post the. Uh, you play music. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, we do, I think but we get, I think right. we should also guess here. Okay. People can't guess at home. Well, here, we'll here, go back and forth. Well, the, the the band is called Power Windows. So whoever guesses what band Power Windows represents will win a Sterling Bauman. He played the Young Linus and Lost uh, CD. So the, the, what? Sterling Bauman played the Young Linus on the show Lost. Oh. He's got a brand new CD out. The little boy. The little boy. Mm-hmm. He's fifteen years old now. What? He's a singer. singer. He's an aspiring singer. He's, 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 he's like the next Bieber. Old, right? R- up, you know what? This kid, Jason. Right? Jason, <laughs> Jason Holmes is going to win everything. <laughs> Jason Holmes is going to have more stuff from our show. Yeah, Jason Holmes guessed it. J- Jason Holmes guessed it as Rush. He was the very first one. And so did uh, David Whelan. So you know what? We're going to have to send them both out copies. We're going to have to do a hard one. Do we have to? Uh, yeah, we have to. Okay. Yep. So they're both going to receive uh, copies of Sterling Bauman's new CD. Why did he guess Rush? Because what? Because, the, well, the name of the cover band is called Power Windows. Is there a song or an album? There's, there's a song, Power Windows, oh, by yeah, Rush. Oh. Right. So, so that's how it works. Like, but like, no like there's a band. We already did this one, so I'll repeat it. But turn the page. Bob Seger. Right. I mean, Big part of the song. Right. If you knew anything. Well, this one is called Springsteen. 
I don't know if you know who. Yeah, no, yeah. the band. It's two to... words, though, right? But here's my favorite. I gotta find my favorite. It's a female. Oh, I'm giving it away. What does a kid from Young Linus's band sound like? You want to hear it? Yeah. Do me a favor. Right underneath the envelope. Just download it on iTunes. Oh, is it? Yep. That's what uh, he did. Oh, jeez, Denny. <laughs> Let's get. All right, um, let me, I gotta find. It. I don't know where it would be on here. Like the cured. The cure. Um. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to give you either. Well, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Hollywood roses. Roses. Oh, okay. Here we go. Guns and Roses. Yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you the one. easiest ones. Okay, I'm gonna play a track real quick off the Sterling Bowmans, and then uh, we'll be right back with. Yes. So now we're gonna. Hit, rock. So you want to hear what Sterling Bowman sounds like? What? Just in general. Yeah. So here's Sterling Bowman. That's his name. This is the kid who played Jack is on the. He actually, he actually played the young Linus. The young Hurley. Playing on keyboard. I was living the life, things are just the way they should be. Well, that's 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 basically that's uh, it's amazing. Like, what else are you can talk about when you're 15 years old? But the chores you have to do. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have to clean the car and, uh, and yep. take the trash out. I gotta wash my feet. He's gotta go to his auditions. He's gotta. He's got a little. Thing. I mean, he didn't. He only got cast with young Linus because he looks like like Linus. Like him. Yeah, like the actor. He's a cute kid now. I mean, he's not the, grow out of line. Well, Justin Bieber and him, I want to set up a fist fight. <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> see what happens. Between two. All right, here's the cover band. Yes. It's my favorite one in here. It's uh, the Ramones. <laughs> the Ramones. It's an all-girl yeah. band version of... Uh, it's an all-girl band version of the yeah. Ramones? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Wow. Okay, so that ties me and Marilyn at five apiece. A new one of these, like, when it, what happens when you run out of names in here? Uh, then we have to, we're, we're just, we're, we're just going to freestyle. It was over in uh, Lake Arrowhead, I don't know if you've been there. It's like the Whippets. They had, they had this really small town square, and every week they had a different band. Wow, they don't do that anymore, huh? Really? I don't know what they're doing this year. So everybody's saying now that they want to see Jason Bieber and uh, Sterling Bowman fight. <laughs> or Justin Bieber. Yeah, whatever. When you say everyone, what, you still, do you what, mean you? Was it the, 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 the VH1 <laughs> where they would have the claymations fighting? Yes, it was the celebrity death match. <laughs> yeah, there you death go. Match. <laughs> celebrity death match. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Justin Bieber versus uh, Sterling Bowman. Yeah. My money would be on Sterling because I'd train him for that Sterling fight. <laughs> Sterling Bowman is his real name. That's his, his, real name. Name, yeah. that's his birth name. He was named after the Civil War. Yes. Yep. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, Disturbing. Dead Man's Party, you already got. Yep, Wingo Boingo. You got that one, right? I, yeah, I would have gotten that one. No one got the Blasphemous Rumors. I would have gotten that one. Yeah, Blasphemous Rumors? Who got it? Who was that? No. 
uh, Depeche Mode. You still can't Depeche get Depeche Mode, yeah. <laughs> you gave it to me like an hour ago, and I still can't well, get it. Well, you got Dead Man's Party, so I assumed if you're down with Ongo Boingo, you might be down with Depeche Mode. Right. But he just like Rodney Dangerfield movies. No, you know what it is? The kid that was in Christine was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he had a career. He was the lead in a lot of movies, and then... Well, he just vanished. I'm actually... Not I'm actually more than two. I have an interview request out to speak with him. I actually, I'm trying to get him on the show. Can we, can we see a third movie? Can we just please look him up? Charlie's saying he was in just two Back to School and Christine Right Leeds I'm saying Leeds I'll go with Leeds Boy I'm in trouble Uh, But I'm I'm still saying Leeds Um, Well Lights His name is like Adrian or something That kid's name Uh, Keith Gordon Yes You're right Adrian (laughs) (laughs) Almost exactly the same Well Well, he was the director on the same Detectives Let's see What has he done since Christine Oh he was Lloyd in The Legend of Billie Jean I remember that He was Lloyd, wait, wait, how many far down is Lloyd? Lloyd. That was Lloyd. No, if you go uh, click on the movie. Oh, Lloyd, The Legend of Billie Jean. All right, let's click on it. Yes. It's top four. Were you second. He, second. Second. He was second. Right. He was second under, uh, under Helen, Billie Jean. Uh, under Helen Slater and above Christian. Oh, Christian Slater was in that? Yeah. Yeah, they're not even related. He's a little brother, and she likes even like talks about like how creepy he was. Like he would like 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 try to hit on her on that whole movie set and stuff. It was real. Yeah, I know. Kid. Creepy. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> what is that creepy hitting on like a cute girl? Right. Well, because depends on how his approach it. Yeah. What his approach? Wow, he's forty nine years old already. Oh boy. So yep, he's been nominated for Spirit Awards, and he's still he's still with CAA Creative Artists. We we're hoping for the best. All right. So I, 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 I'm all about these guys. These guys, like, I mean, they don't make movies like this anymore. This is one of the things we talked about with Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica, is they don't make good movies anymore. But I know why they don't make good movies anymore. No, why? TV's good now. Oh, TV's better. I don't think movies. This is what I actually thought about when I was watching Garden State. Like, I, right. I don't think movies can keep it. I don't think you can contain all the things we want in like an hour and a half anymore. Like, right. I think I need more. I think I, now that TV's so good, I need to keep being with the characters. And it's got to be so mind-blowingly awesome, right. the movie now, for it to remain with me. Like, I really liked Inception. But, it like, ends it. Well, no, I haven't seen, seen it, it yet. Either. Yeah. yeah. But you see the kids it just came, all right? It just came out. Did you just go see it like, right when it came out? Weren't you excited? Uh, we, we were at Comic-Con. Yeah. We were at Comic-Con all week. Yeah, the last thing we saw was Predators. That was great. Yeah. Wait. Do you think Predators should have to register for Megan's Law or no? <laughs> what? What? The, the movie or the... the <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go see the movie. We went to the Predators opening weekend. We thought, well, let's go see a movie. We go right. there and it was packed. And it, it seemed... Baby. Someone brought a baby to Predators. And right. Like, so there's a lot of loud noise. Was that... Crying. Crying because there's like explosions. Now, that was a totally fanboy made no. movie, wasn't it? Like all the fanboys made it. Like all these fanboys with money, like three or four of them put their money together no, and made this. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez uh, produced it. Okay, he shot he it. it. No, no, he just he produced it. it. Nimrod. The guy's name is something. Nimrod. <laughs> okay. No, serious. If you look it up. No, no, I believe you. Um, but and they <laughs> shot in in his uh, studio. But I had to see Kids Are All Right. Did you see that? No. No. It's really good. It's really worth saying. I thought okay. it wasn't going to be good. I thought it was going to be going to make fun of it, and then I saw the commercial, and I was like, oh, it looks totally good, and I love. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, <laughs> he goes, you, you should really see it. It's like, it looks it, like Mark Ruffalo is like the kind of role that I've been waiting for him to have for a long right. time again. Like okay, whoa, 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 okay, here we go. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo playing the new Hulk. There's not a new Hulk. Is there another Hulk? Yeah. Yes. 
They're, yep. they're trying again. He's becoming like a crazy. Well, no, they're, actually, they're, they're, actually, it's it's it's, it's the it, Avengers. Yeah, it's the Avengers. Right. It's not. The they're not working with Ed Norton on the Avengers. They're bringing Mark Ruffalo in to play the Hulk. I don't like any right any comic book movie superhero. Movie. I think they. All You're in the wrong house. Stuff. Wow. <laughs> they're all bad movies. Really. I enjoy them, but okay. I don't think any of them hold up. I think they're all bad. Well, across the board. I my new motto is say no to Ruffalo. Well, you're, you don't. Look, I think Ruffalo is a great choice as the Hulk. Yeah. Because Why? Because Ed Norton didn't earn his earn the respect of the fans. I mean, they had to reboot the Hulk to begin with. Ed Norton picked up the ball and ran with it. You know, really turned it up, turned it into something worth showing again and again and again. Yeah. You like the new version? I well, I yeah, I do absolutely yeah, yeah. a lot more than the, the original. Well, what I like about Ruffalo is he's such a low key. The, the original Ang Lee directed a version. It's just a franchise. It's not, so, like I'm, it's not the Mark Ruffalo I want to watch or anything. I want. I just want you can count on me, Mark Ruffalo. Period. Which one? You can count on me. And that's what this is. This movie, um, uh, what's it called? The Kids Are All Right is exactly that. I don't. I want it. Yeah, yeah, I want it. But uh, him as a Hulk, uh, he's such a low key stoner type, like low key guy. No, but he he does that as uh, Bruce Banner, and then he becomes the world's angriest man, CGI'd man. That makes sense. I don't know, though. It's like we know him as such a... They're they're all the same. It doesn't matter. Like, any actor can be any superhero they want. It's all the same film. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, though. But it's like Ruffalo is just known as such a a romantic comedy guy that to see him in that role, uh, it's... He's not known as a rom-com guy. He's known as a dramatic... Well, they try. Uh, well, they try I, I would have to say mostly. But he's never leading man in rom coms. They bomb. They tried. Like, they tried. Like 18 again or whatever, that like Jennifer Garner one. He's very rarely a, a rom com. He's much more like a cop or a dramatic movie. He does do a lot of cop roles. He doesn't do a lot of rom coms very much. He's in that like super that crazy, sexy well, Meg Ryan one. That's what I've mostly seen him in. But yeah. But he's not in that many rom coms. He's really they. they but can't he started. They tried to make him into the rom com thing, and then he quit acting mm-hmm. for a while for other reasons. And yeah, he's he's yeah, he's got he's got a roster here that's just so long, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think his brother was. Brother, the haircutter. He like. No, no, I think it's no. brother. But in real life. No, I thought his brother was it was like a hair. His brother died. Yeah, his brother died. Yeah. I think that's why he. Yeah. He left. <laughs> now, what what shows when you're talking about shows that. You watch. What do you guys watch? As yeah. TV, you said. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it, it's it's been a while since I've actually been able to watch anything. Why? Um, because I've been show. busy with the show. <laughs> you do the show every night, two hours a night, nine to eleven. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning, putting it together was just it took a lot, a yeah. lot of time. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I I can't even I can't even think about it because it's been a while. What about you? What, what do you like to watch? You watch uh, the weeds is coming back. Yeah, although I'm I'm a season behind in weeds. Oh, you are. So you haven't got to the point yeah. where she killed her son. I'm sorry, you didn't see that. You see, it's funny. Why? You know, it's like when you mention TV, it's like I don't even go. No, it's not true. Uh, they did, uh, they did kill the one person, but um, right. I, I got to the point where it's all stressful, and she's pregnant and gotten all, and she's got to get out of it. I, I I do like weeds. I like um. I like weeds. Down. You know, uh, I like the first season of weeds, and then I kind of just. I think, it's all, I think weeds is actually like. Really good. Yeah, really good. Like, Party Down, you I guys should see. It's a very good. funny show. You can get um, that on Netflix. And I get a lot of. I watch a lot yeah. of my stuff on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get that, and that's weird. That's a really funny show that cost them no money to make, and they had the guy who wrote um, Veronica Mars. It was mm-hmm. his show, uh-huh. and so he had that caliber of writers writing the show, and that caliber of actors. Right. And they did it for no money, and then they decided to cancel it. Stars canceled. Stars, yeah. No. Um, 
two minutes we're out two minutes we're out all right Eric, we're talking about TV. You don't watch TV. Not really. You don't get anything. You know, I watch a lot of Boomerang. I watch a lot of YouTube. You know, a lot of the original Little Rascal stuff. And when you watch, what do you watch on Boomerang? You watch the cartoons, the old stuff? I do. I watch, like, Miguel Gorilla. And, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little, I got my little Muttley. I well, like you. You watch a lot of the old shows on Netflix. Well, yeah, I watch a lot of uh, Marx Brothers, a and, lot of old Star Trek and then, stuff. Um, and you'll see the DVDs you know around here. Co- TV is a color now. <laughs> it is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can change over. You can, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like he watched. He um, watched a lot of the Superman old shows. Yep, um, the whole box sets. I'm actually right starting now starting Batman. You know, I'm starting Batman. I'm on the third season of Batman. Do you see this guy dressed up at Comic Con as Superman on the black and white TV show? He made his whole face kind of like gray. And oh, really? <laughs> really? It looked really amazing. Yeah. yeah, we must have missed that. He must have been blended in with the other half a million people over there. Jeez. Have you ever gone to Comic Con in San Diego? Yeah. It's ugh, you'd hate it. Well, yeah, if you don't like superheroes, why? Am yeah, I no, she wouldn't even. She'd be like, ugh. Comics. I don't think superhero movies. I'll, I'll watch them. I just don't think they're good. Okay. I don't think any of them. Are you don't think the last Wolverine movie was good? What? The last Wolverine movie? You didn't see it. The Wolverine uh, X Men movie, X Men Origins. I heard the third one sucked. No, but there's no, the third one. no, no. There's the, not the Last Stand. There's actually X Men Origins with Wolverine, with with Hugh Jackman. I don't like Hugh. I I um I don't like Hugh Jackman. I'm in the minority on that one too. But like I like X Men one, but I I watch them all. Right. I just don't think they're good. How about the Hebrew Hammer? Remember that? No. You didn't like that either. I like them. What was that guy? Like Batman, the new Batman's are mind blowing. Right. Like I find them. Oh, you didn't like it. I think they're. I think they're superhero movies. Like I think. What you? What? What don't you like about it? Same things. I think the villain. I liked. uh, I don't. I think they're always exactly the same. What? what, And now they're just computers. They're getting even more boring because they're just like so much CGI. Mm. I find like so much green screen. It's like um, I got it. It's never like either the hero is boring or the villain's boring. Right. It's always. Well, Christopher Nolan also like I find I think Christopher Nolan is the action hero equivalent of Judd Apatow, where like he doesn't hate women, but he has never met a woman and has no interest in them, but has to put them in his films. And like he's got the blankest women, one after another after wow. another in his film. Like in the last Batman, like the whole like how are we going to struggle to like save her? Like right. it just doesn't matter. He's he's Judd Apatow. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, well, he hates women. Yeah, have you seen Todd Solomon? Have you see his new film? It's so negative. This is independent filmmaker. It makes about New Jersey actually. His okay, first movie was about his first hit movie was about Livingston, New Jersey. Walking with Dollhouse, and then he uh, made this movie called Happiness. Really awful. Last time, we, and then you made a sequel to it. <laughs> anyway, which is great. It's supposed to be like insane. Great date movie. We are out of time. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Adam Spiegelman's Proudly Resents. I don't know why you can't remember the name. It's like Presents. It's Proudly Resents. Yes. Uh, right, but it's your show. Thank I'm not going to sit here and go, uh, Eric Ninehouse Presents. <laughs> Eric Ninehouse, Marilyn Gigliotti, Rush Radio Live, present Adam Spiegelman's Proudly Resents. You're not going to say it. Uh, no, I'm not. But you just did. I right. just did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you didn't say it. Right. Adam, that, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.